This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. The world is changing at an ever-increasing pace. No matter what the mode of transportation, there is always the need for an efficient propulsion system. And that's exactly what Borg Warner has been doing since the earliest days of the automotive industry. Where is the car key? I don't understand. Which hole has the car key in it? Come on, I don't want to be late to this. You're killing me, man. The all-new Elantra with Hyundai Digital Key. Some news reports say the U.S. car market is slowing down. But all you Autoline Daily viewers know that once you adjust for the daily selling rate, sales are actually going up. And here's another data point that drives that home. People are buying new cars faster than the industry can make them. Data from Ward's Intelligence shows that in October, people were buying 48,000 new cars a day. Last month, that jumped to more than 51,000 a day, which led to a drop in inventory. The day supply went from 59 days in October to 55 in November. Remember, the industry is running flat out right now, and yet it can't keep up. So don't let anyone tell you the car market is slowing down. Consumer Reports says Cadillac Super Cruise System is the best driver assistance technology out there and that Tesla's Autopilot is a distant second. But in China, an auto group called 42 How just ranked Tesla's Autopilot in a Model 3 as the best driver assistance system in the country. It beat out 10 other vehicles by a fairly wide margin, while a Cadillac CT6 with Super Cruise came in at number 7. BMW and NEO ranked number two and three respectively. The systems were graded on a number of different driving situations, like handling traffic, lane changes, navigating curves, nighttime driving, automatic parking, and how they performed in the rain. Autopilot scored the highest in all categories except automatic parking and driving in heavy traffic. And in other Tesla news, one of its biggest skeptics is changing his tune a little. Jim Chanos, a guy who's been shorting Tesla stock for years, reduced his bet against the EV maker. In an interview with Bloomberg, the hedge fund manager says he's never spoke with or met Elon Musk, but if he did, he would tell him, quote, job well done so far. That's quite the backhanded compliment, but a compliment nonetheless. He says Tesla isn't being valued as an automaker, rather it's valued on Musk, and he's the reason people own the stock. As you know, Tesla's stock has surged recently, and the company is now worth more than half a trillion dollars. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. The CEO of Mercedes Trucks and Buses, Martin Dom, has been doing a series of podcasts called Transportation Matters, and the latest one on fuel cell semis has some pretty interesting tidbits in it. The first is that Mercedes is aiming to have its upcoming fuel cell trucks run on liquid hydrogen. Vehicles like the Toyota Mirai, Honda Clarity, and Hyundai Nexo rely on storing hydrogen gas in high-pressure tanks. 
as a liquid, it takes up less space, so you can have more of it, which means more range. But it's not without its drawbacks. Liquid hydrogen has to be stored at cryogenic temperatures, negative 252 degrees Celsius or negative 423 degrees Fahrenheit. That requires a special tank as well, and it's highly flammable, so special precautions have to be taken with things like the electrical system and how close it gets to really hot objects. Now let's add in this next bit that was talked about. Dom says the average long-haul fuel cell semi-truck would probably consume about 10 tons of hydrogen a year. That's far less diesel fuel than a typical semi would use in a year, but the infrastructure for refilling with hydrogen gas is teeny tiny. Where do you fill up with liquid hydrogen? And here's the last thing. Even with its boldest predictions, Dom says by 2030, a fuel cell BEV truck will still be more expensive than a diesel truck. So while fuel cells make a lot of sense for commercial vehicles, without incentives, they're still a long way off. Speaking of electric trucks, Daimler's new partner in fuel cell trucks, Volvo, just launched sales of its battery-powered VNR Class 8 Semi. It's available in three configurations, which all come with a 264-kilowatt-hour battery pack that provides up to 150 miles of range. While Volvo is kicking off sales to commercial fleets, actual production of the trucks doesn't start until early next year. With so much technology in vehicles, repair costs are shooting through the roof. But Renault is helping out with that. It partnered up with supplier Forcia's electronics division to offer repair on in-vehicle infotainment systems, engine ECUs, dashboards, screens, and electronic control units. Renault repair centers will send the part to Forcia, who will then diagnose, repair, and perform a final check before sending it back which can take three to five days. And it sounds as if it's not just limited to Renault vehicles. Over 1,000 products from 23 vehicle brands are on the list of electronics that can be repaired. And here's one last wrinkle to the story. As part of its merging with FCA, PSA had to sell off a significant portion of its stake in Forcia. We wonder if that's why Renault was now able to partner up with the supplier. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. And by Hyundai. This Bern Pichitz reader, the guy who just got tapped to become the next chairman of Daimler, is turning out to be an even more interesting fellow than we thought. Yesterday, we told you how he stole Rolls-Royce right out from under Ferdinand PX's nose. That led to a viewer comment from Kevin A. that Pichet's reader is related to Sir Alec Isaganis, the designer and engineer responsible for the Morris Minor and the Mini. Turns out Pichet's reader is a first cousin once removed. Then viewer Kit Gerhardt wondered, is that why BMW saved Mini? Well, Pichet's reader was the chairman of BMW from 1993 until 1999. A year after he took that position, in 1994, BMW purchased the Rover Group, which included the Mini and Land Rover brands. It said he made that purchase in part to get his hands on the Mini brand because of the family connection. 
So not only do you now know why Volkswagen has Bentley and BMW has Rolls-Royce, but also why BMW has the Mini brand. Oh, and one more thing. GM veteran had this to say of Pichet's reader. It's also fascinating that he will now have presided over each of the top three German auto companies. Can't think of anyone else who has done that. We can't either. Can you? Henrik Fisker was our guest on AutoLine After Hours yesterday. That show is jam-packed with a lot of great information. Henrik is coming to the market this time with a completely different business plan than anyone else is using. He's going to outsource almost everything instead of making it in-house. And his inspiration came from Apple. Take a look. Well, look, let's start by looking at a, at a great example out there that was my inspiration, Apple and Foxconn. You know, Apple don't make their own phones. Uh, and I don't think they've done too shabby. Uh, and I don't think anybody questions their abilities. So that was really the inspiration for this. And that's really where we are turning, you know, the, the, the general view of the auto industry upside down. Uh, but it goes deeper than that. It's, it's really about uh, getting into volume, getting into cost effectiveness and efficiency. Uh, so, for instance, with MacMap, you know, they have built over, I think, three and a half million vehicles. They are absolute experts. Uh, they know how to make a high quality car in the fewest hours. And that's an experience they have built over decades. And I, I honestly don't think there's any startup company that can quickly whip up that experience over a couple of years. Uh, and, you know, you can have seen some of the other startups that are producing electric vehicles, one here in America and one in China. They've both been very open about how difficult it was to get the production up and running. And as I said before, that's not something that we want to go out and brag about how great we are making the car. I don't think we need to make the car to create IP, to create value and to be differentiated. If we have a high quality car, that's important for me and that's important for our customer. When Henrik talks about turning the channel view of the industry upside down, he's talking about turning the supply chain upside down. And when he refers to certain EV companies in America and China running into manufacturing problems, he's referring, of course, to Tesla and NIO. Henrik sure had a lot of interesting things to talk about and you can watch that entire interview on our website or YouTube channel. That's all we've got. Thanks for watching and have a great weekend. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.